Welcome to another episode of Le Chiffre's Inside the Street. The lineup today is going beyond the headline that rental car company Hertz has announced the sale of one-third of their electric vehicle fleet, the current state of automotives and electric vehicles, as well as their dependence on the consumer. It's Wednesday, January 17th, and I'm your host, Mickey Fanella. Electric vehicles have been a disruptor to the automotive industry in the recent decade after the first Tesla, what most would consider the benchmark for EVs, was sold in 2008. There has always been a dependence on the consumer for automotives, especially with EVs. Some prefer traditional gas, some prefer electric or hybrid makes, maybe consumers in rural areas don't trust the battery ranges or access to charging stations, they could be too expensive, or even personal values have a role to play. Going electric is seen as a progressive choice towards a clean future. Despite this, bets have been made on the success of EVs. Wall Street has placed bets on EV stocks, largely on future growth and having the best battery technology that could change the industry. So we see these securities trading at lofty valuations and being treated more like tech investments, especially in the case of Tesla. Ford's EV journey began in 2012, BMW and Volkswagen a year later, and the likes of a lot of other automakers recently announcing goals for carbon neutrality. Now, the concept of an electric car has been around for a while, but where we really see this space take shape is in the last decade or so. This narrative has now changed. It has always been a bumpy ride for EV makers, the huge investments in R&D expenses, regulations, consumer education. This time, we think it's a bit different. What this projected drawback in demand seems like is a side effect of the overall macro environment and possibly an overreaction. Back in January of 2023, Tesla cut prices on most models amidst higher competition and as an effort to push more cars out the factory doors. At first glance, it looks like an automatic margin compression, and that's exactly how investors perceived it with the stock dipping on the news. It is now clear they were playing the long game, They remained the most selling EV on the market throughout the year, and in Q3, the price cuts proved to be strategic as other brands such as Volkswagen put up record sales, but only sold about one-tenth of the amount of cars that Tesla did during that time. Even with Volkswagen having a cheaper option, the price cuts initiated by Tesla closed that gap. So we can see how pricing is of vital importance to automakers and is one of the reasons why we are expected to see lower demand. Ford said in Q3 that customers weren't willing to pay the premium prices for EVs after posting a loss on their EV business that was bigger than analysts projected. But most EV makers weren't slashing prices in 2023 other than, you guessed it, Tesla. So when automakers are coming out and saying there's weak demand backdrop, we have to look at pricing, units sold, and their competitive positioning in the market. Are they a premium vehicle like Tesla, or are they playing down? We now have an understanding of the importance of pricing in the EV market and how Tesla was able to play the long game to push more units out the door by lowering prices. So let's shift to why this brewing problem of lower EV demand may be a short-term byproduct of the overall macroeconomic backdrop. We're going to focus on two primary points of consumer health and interest rates. Starting with consumer health, the first word that comes to mind has been resiliency. 
Everyone was recession, recession, recession in 2023, but the U.S. economy has proved otherwise in the last year, largely due to consumer spending. When looking at the indicators we have, it seems as though the consumer is fine spending-wise. The data is trending upwards, unemployment has held steady with some mixed signals around hiring, and we'll get our JOLTS jobs report on the 25th of this month. When we turn the page to credit, it's a bit of a different picture. Consumers are dealing with high leverage, which in that context alone seems as though it is a warning signal, but looking deeper, payments are still being made on time. A couple things as to why this might be, savings stored up during the pandemic and the pause on student debt. This isn't surprising, but what is, is how long they've been able to keep the pace of both credit and spending. So we have highly levered consumers that are still spending in a high interest rate environment. What does this mean for not only EVs, but the auto sector as a whole? Well, certainly automakers are projecting weaker demand, which seems like the obvious answer. A highly leveraged consumer purchasing a new car in a high rate environment doesn't make sense, let alone the grim outlook on overall macro. It's almost like the housing market and the current rates in which we have this lockup effect. We see homeowners reluctant to sell their homes given the high mortgage rates because the rate they are currently paying is likely well below the market rate if they purchased or refinanced during the pandemic when rates were near zero. Only with auto, consumers may be reluctant to purchase a new vehicle because it is now more expensive to finance. So now we get into this, is it an overreaction? Here at Le Chiffre, we do think it is an overreaction hinging on uncertainty and timing. If you look at the indicators we have, despite the rising rates, pricing, and auto employee strikes, consumers are still buying vehicles. A 12% increase in car purchases for 2023 year over year was the biggest increase in more than a decade. New car loans have also continued to increase, with consumers sitting in $8 billion of new car loans. Now, the terms of these loans have been on the longer end, but Le Chiffre sees this as an opportunity for consumers to remain resilient and manage smaller payments. So our analysts have a connotation of, okay, this supposed drawback in demand is more related to macro uncertainty and the timing of rate cuts. It also has to do with the rationale of the cuts when they do occur. Is it because we're in a soft landing or are we in the long-awaited recession? Of course, we do have to realize the indicators we have are lagging in nature, and the automakers are on the front lines here, but we do think it is an overreaction in the market. We have discussed pricing and volumes, the state of the consumer, and how this pullback in demand can be seen as an overreaction during the recent sell-off in the auto sector. But what's next? We see this new year being a better year, possibly one of the best years for consumers in terms of auto since the pandemic. Supply chain bottlenecks are subsiding and continuing to do so, with optionality for consumers and online browsing will increase. For EVs, consumer education will continue to be a hurdle, with large efforts to display the merits of going electric, not only emotionally but economically with possible changes to incentives such as tax credits and other regulatory matters. We will keep an eye on inventory levels and pricing as earnings season arrives, as well as the shaping of the demand curve for EVs. Before we leave it here for time, we wanted to recap this episode. What we discussed was how pricing can have a huge impact on the state of the consumer, especially in this highly competitive EV environment. 
We saw that Tesla had played the long game with price cuts in order to push more cars out the door, even more than the lowest priced electrical vehicles on the market. We then shifted this conversation to the problem of weak demand for automakers, which seems like a likely path, but is rather an overreaction in the market from our opinion here at Le Chiffre. So keep an eye out for coming indicators in the month, and we will see how EV makers perform come earnings season. Tesla releases earnings next week. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our website, lechiffrepartners.com, as well as some of the reports we've put out on LinkedIn. Enjoy the week. This material is published solely for informational purposes and may not be copied or recreated in any way. This podcast is not an offer to buy or sell any investment product and takes no liability for being incorrect about events that may occur within the markets. Remember that the financial markets are subject to change and past performance is not an indicator of future results. It is important to conduct your own research and carefully evaluate any financial decision prior to acting on it.